Stanford Steve and the Bear is presented by Allstate. Get protected from mayhem this year when you switch and save with Allstate. The underdog is howling. Stanford Steve and the Bear. Ah, yes. A home team getting points. What's better than that? Welcome in week seven. Stanford Steve and the Bear podcast. All the games we want to talk about. Every Power Five conference has a ranked versus ranked matchup. But, Bear, let's start week seven because this is what you normally do. You start chasing soccer unders. You have a story to tell. (laughs) Go ahead. Yeah, no, and this will be appreciated by our our guest, John Murray from the Superbook, who uh, is also a a scouser like I am in in, in backing Liverpool. It was one of those things where I'm just sitting here in the hotel yesterday uh, in Chicago, uh, getting ready for uh, daily wager, getting ready for writing the column late at night, getting ready for uh, the, the Bears and the uh, the Commanders, and I'm, I decided to being that Liverpool is kind of struggling right now, scoring goals, and Rangers particularly aren't a great goal scoring team. I decided to to fire in a little under four and a half adjusted adjusted total in the uh, the Liverpool Rangers match, and uh, let, let's let, let's just say we. Uh, we chased that one up to uh, under five and a half, and the final score, as many people know, uh, was Liverpool seven, uh, Rangers one. So uh, mm. the, 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 the the bear is the bear dug a hole to uh, to, to begin this <laughs> to begin this college football weekend outside of college football. So we're, we're but we, we uh, we'll be okay. We'll we'll we'll, we'll plot through. And, yes, sir. Bear. I, I was wondering why you were so quiet during that second half because I Steve I was. <laughs> I was texting him like, oh, we scored. Oh, we scored again. And then nothing, just radio silence. Like, oh, is the bear mad at me? Uh, uh, no. Now I, I know never why. Be, I could never be okay. mad at you, John. Uh, good, good. That is the voice of John Murray from the Superbook. Westgate, best place to watch games on in Vegas. Uh, John, we want to have you on because I bear and I are texting before the lines come out Sunday morning and I'm well, we're going back and forth. What's this going to be? What's this going to be? I had talked even last week. If people could get a look ahead, I like Penn state. Uh, somebody sent me a note that they had one of the uh, books. It might've been one of the apps uh, that they saw 10 with Penn state. I said, grab all that right now. But I thought the biggest game where the dog was going to get all the money bear calls them, you know, dogs with fleas. Uh, that the public will jump on. But the recency of seeing Bama look so vulnerable against AM late without uh, Bryce Young at quarterback, I said Tennessee was going to get all the money. Can you update us on where the money is and what you guys are going to need as far as Tennessee and Alabama? Well, you were right. Everybody's on Tennessee. I mean, it's, it's actually one of our most lopsided ticket counts of the week. I mean, we're talking on Thursday morning. I do think a lot of Alabama action will come in on Saturday. Mm-hmm. The public, I do think, will come in. You might see some bigger bets on Alabama. But we moved it from 7.5 to 7 yesterday just wow. due to an accumulation of tickets on the balls. And, look, our game of the year number on this game was 14, 14 and a half. Wow. So I don't know what you're stealing here. Taking seven with Tennessee, obviously we got to keep an eye on Bryce Young, his status for Saturday. I think you're going to know right away in this game how it's going to go, guys. Can Alabama's defense control Tennessee? Can they slow them down? Or is Tennessee able to just run up and down the field like they do against everybody else? If Alabama's defense can shut them down, I think Alabama's going to win easily. That's a big if. 
Yeah, I would. I would expect. I I would go into the handicap of this game. At least the way I am going into the handicap of this game, I would expect Bryce Young to play. And I, I think the bigger question mark might be on the other side of the ball. Does Cedric Tillman play for Tennessee? Obviously, that would be a massive loss for the Vols if he doesn't come back. Uh, he still has that that high ankle sprain that it's kind of slow healing. So that'll be big. But you're right. First time uh, they've been a single-digit dog since 2008. And they've just been clamoring for a win. They've been in this situation before. But you go back last 11 games versus Alabama and Georgia, 0-11, they lost by 30 points a game. So I'd be curious to see if they can. I, I think this is the type of game where they either win the game outright or, like you said, it kind of gets ugly and snowballs out of, out of control. Yeah, I agree. That's exactly how I see this happening. We've seen this before, Steve, where the public decides that Alabama is not as good as they as everybody thinks they are. And then they, just, then they just <laughs> roll. And then yeah. they, and it's like, oh, that's right. They're Alabama. They've got 30 NFL players on their roster. Mm-hmm. And they're and they're here to they're here to stay again. So be careful if firing in against the Crimson Tide, especially like I said, the game of the year number was about a touchdown higher. One quick uh, follow up on that: if Bryce Young, if he gets announced, be say say Friday or early Saturday morning, can that line jump back up to like eight or more? I think you'll see it go up a touch, but it's already built in there that he's yeah, that's that what I expecting him okay. to play. And, and remember, too, like even if they let's just say they announced he was in Saturday morning, we would proceed as if he wasn't 100 percent healthy. So it's not like it's not like, oh, a fully healthy Bryce Young is taking the field, in which case, yeah, I think you'd see the number climb up a little bit higher. The, the other game that I think I would expect to be a very trendy public underdog, a team that usually attracts a lot of action is USC. Uh, three and a what three and a half point dog at Utah, who just gave up a, a million points and yards last week to UCLA, and, and now I, I think people like the 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 average better out there. So yeah, Utah got two losses. USC six and zero. Oh, but why is Utah favored? I actually went back and looked, and I, I like looking at certain situations. And again, it's not just the, like you wouldn't want to bet the game based on just a historical trend. But I like looking up little historical notes. And if you go back since 2015, you had 15 times where you've had a team six and zero oh or better that has been an underdog to a team with at least two losses. And the 15 teams that were six and zero or better went three and 12 straight up. So I, I think that goes to show just how the power ratings are so much different and weigh in so much more than just seeing a team four and two versus six and zero. Well, there's no doubt, and, and the public is all over the Trojans in this game. And uh, I'm glad you guys didn't have me on the show last week because if you'd asked me last week, I would have said Utah is the class of the Pac-12. Mm-hmm. That's what I thought coming into yeah, the I season. Think we, I, I think we all it, thought that. I, I thought that going into Saturday. UCLA was incredibly impressive on Saturday. They they just they took they took care of business against Utah, but this could be a get right spot for Utah. USC's played a very weak schedule. I mean, go back to that Oregon State game when they barely beat the Beavers in Corvallis. At the time, we thought Oregon State was pretty good. Yeah. Well, now we know that's not really true. Oregon State is a very average team at best, and USC barely escaped with their lives in that game. Uh, this looks like a, a, a very a stay away from public type dog. Uh, USC, we've got about four to one tickets on the Trojans in this game, and I think it's a really bad spot for USC. I uh, agree on all fronts. Uh, I have I have uh, Utah in our column uh, for our picks this week. Two other games that I have picks on that are ranked versus rank. Penn State's at Michigan. I touched on it earlier. It's seven. 
Uh, it feels a lot less of the money compared when you're talking about those two games is on the dog here. But I just think of the capability. Everybody's going to talk about Franklin. I get it. We've been tough on him in, in these circumstances. But I feel like this Penn State team is different with the defense and the secondary and the NFL guys they have there. And this team can run the ball with two guys. They have two guys averaging over five yards carry. One guy's averaging over seven yards a carry. And Michigan, I, it's tough to hold them up to, to last year's Michigan team. But when I go back and watch last year's game, like Penn State was in that game. They could have won that game. So what are your thoughts here, and, and where's the money of Penn State, Michigan? Well, the, the sharp money's on Penn State. You know, they took seven and a half, and then really sharp money on the under, guys. Like, we opened yeah. this total too high. We were at 53. We're down to 50 and a half on, on the total. So expecting kind of what you're talking about, a dogfight, both teams trying to run the football, run the clock. I, I will say that the sharp guys are on Penn State, but so are the public. It's about 67% of the tickets at the Superbook on Penn State. I would not have expected that. I knew the public was going to be on USC. I thought they'd be on Tennessee. I didn't really expect them to come in on Penn State as much as they have. So that that would scare me a little bit if I was playing the Nittany Lions side. But mm. I, I know Michigan's played a really weak schedule. We just talked about that with USC. That's true of Michigan as well. So yeah. we're, we're going to find out how good Michigan really is on Saturday. They lost so many guys from that playoff team last year. Mm -hmm. uh, how good are they this year? We'll find out early kickoff Saturday, 9 a.m. in Vegas, uh, right off the bat. A really good game on Saturday morning. Should be awesome. Yeah, we, we were interested about how Penn State struggled in this spot since beating Wisconsin, upsetting the Badgers in that 2016 Big Ten championship game. 0-9 versus top 10 teams. But five of the losses have come by four points or fewer. So they've been in these games. Mm -hmm. we'll, we'll see if they can break through. And, like, everyone talks about, like, like Michigan's schedule, how good are they, 95th rated schedule in the country. Penn State's schedule is 90th. So mm -hmm. I, I think you're right. We're going to find out a little bit more about both these teams. Another game that I think might just be a little bit of a, a public dog almost by default because it's kind of like right now, how the hell can you walk to a window and, and, and say, give me Oklahoma. Like, I would assume yeah. that Dylan Gabriel is going to be back. But, but again, I think this is another game where people are uh, saying, wow, how, how, can you, how can you bet Oklahoma at that number? Can you believe that people still walk to the window and bet instead of downloading the Superbook mobile app, just period, Chris? I mean, that's crazy. Well, they walk, to the, they walk to the window right. because they want to see walk to start. Well, yeah, that's true. And I, I welcome that. Hey, look, everybody's on Kansas. Another public like, – this is the week of the public dog. Everybody's on Kansas. Nothing that I would call sharp on this game on the side. Very respected player. Went under 64 and a half. We went down to 62. Uh, this is going to be a one and done for Brent Venables and Norman. And I, I, don't, I don't know. I wouldn't, I wouldn't play Kansas in the spot with the backup quarterback. I, I, I think that uh, they had their, their awakening a little bit on Saturday against TCU. But uh, I, I think uh, – I, I, I understand why everybody's on Kansas is what I'm trying yeah. to say. Nobody wants to bet on Oklahoma right now after that 49 and nothing loss to Texas on Saturday. It feels like it's a weekly thing uh, uh, when I say this, but people can't forget what they saw last week. And that's that they're so antsy to, to think about what they just saw and, and, and lay their money accordingly. And that's, I, I think totally the case there. They just can't get out of my, their minds what Oklahoma looks like. And I get it. It, it's really tough to do, but I don't think Kansas can play better with a backup quarterback than they did in that second half against TCU. They were they were tremendous and and not giving up the fight there. We mentioned TCU. It's a team that I've I've fallen in love with 
Uh, Bear and I talked about him preseason. Sonny Dykes, we love the hire there. And when I look at this matchup, they're leading the country in eight over eight yards per play. Bear pointed this out, and I've taken it and run with it. Texas Tech offense against that Oklahoma State defense last week. Oklahoma State's defense was on the field for 104 plays. And when I'm watching the game back, I'm, I see, you know, corners are out, safeties are going out, and they're not coming back in this game. Gundy obviously going to be hush-hushed about injuries, but I like this matchup for TCU. I know Gundy's been awesome as an underdog, as, Bo- as Bears pointed out with his notes on Twitter and in all his research. Uh, where are we at with Oklahoma State and TCU? Well, TCU has got so much firepower on offense. Some yeah. of the plays their receivers made last Saturday in Lawrence were eye-popping. Really, really talented offensive team. Uh, the one thing I'll say about this game, at least at the Superbook, it's kind of got lost in the shuffle, guys. There's too many good games this week. <laughs> and there's there's just there's not a lot of action on Oklahoma State TCU. A little bit of money on TCU, a little bit of money on the over. We went from three and a half up to four on, on the favorite Horn Frogs, but not a lot to report. It's like We've had some weak Saturdays, I think, in my opinion, at least the last few weeks. Now, this Saturday is just ridiculous. There's mm-hmm. so many good games. And unfortunately, at least right now, that one's kind of getting lost. Not much to report on in terms of sharp action, public action yet. Okay. Yeah, I, I threw I threw a little bit of money away on a 100-to-1 ticket on Max Duggan to win the Heisman last week. Just Same. I, figured, I, I mean, look, if they if they win the Big 12 and they're 13-0 and when they're in the college football playoff, like he's going to be invited to New York. Who knows what's going to happen? I assume CJ Stroud is going to win, but you know what? I, I've made a hell of a lot of worse bet under five and a half of Liverpool Rangers, a far worse <laughs> bet than uh, Max Duggan hit 100 to one to win, it, to win it, the Heisman. It, it, it pains me to picture you in pain watching Liverpool rack up goals <laughs> like that. That that wounds me just thinking, just picturing that, I, especially I while you're especially while you're preparing to watch the, the Washington-Chicago NFL game. Just sounds like a bad afternoon for you, my friend. Well, we, well, we just we just got through our production <laughs> meeting, and, and the, the, I think my eyes like were on fire looking right. at all of the bad offensive graphic numbers that uh, oh we my put God. up. You, 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 you mentioned about how many great games there are this week and how many games got lost in the, in the shuffle. Like mm-hmm. Clemson, Florida State is another one of those games where I, I, Steve and I were talking again earlier on in the week when – when I saw this number, I, I had two questions, like, like one question kind of two-pronged to ask. Like, is it just a lot of respect for Florida State or is it not a lot of respect for Clemson? Because I was surprised to see this number at three and a half where it is. Well, we, we opened at four and a half and we, we had a very respected player in Nevada take the four and a half and move this down to three and a half. So even though like the, the public money is obviously on Clemson, as you'd expect it to be, right? That looks like exactly the kind of game the public is involved in, that cheap road favorite. We yep. talk about that all the time. The sharp guys are on the dog here. I think it's more of, a, of an indictment of Clemson. Clemson is a team that the wise guys, they don't really trust them. They've faded them a lot this season. Clemson, I know they're undefeated. They've escaped a couple of times. Uh, there's not a lot of confidence in that Clemson offense. This is not the Clemson team from a few years ago that was winning national championships. And and we're seeing the sharp guys come in on the dog here. I forgot about this game until Steve mentioned it before we started recording. Steve, Steve brought it up and I was like, is that, that's on Saturday as well. I, there's, there's just too many good games. I had, I looked all that up while we were talking, but uh, again, another, another great game, another great matchup uh, buried in in the deck on on what's going to be a great Saturday. This mayhem moment is brought to you by Allstate. Protect yourself from mayhem and save money by switching to Allstate.
one other game in the in the AC. It's ranked versus ranked. It's NC State at Syracuse, and I've I've I can't believe Syracuse strength the record is this high, knowing that they've played the likes of Wagner and UConn and Virginia. But how before we get into the money and where it is in this game, how confident are you guys in having a feel on what you know about Syracuse? I don't know that we're, we're confident at all that we know about Syracuse because they've okay. played a week schedule. I, I don't, I don't have a, I don't wouldn't say I've got a particularly good read on, on Syracuse. It's kind of game where you set the number, you let the, the, the players that you respect kind of guide you. We were at four and a half. We had a sharp player in Colorado. He took the four and a half and mm. now we're down to three and a half. The money and the tickets are very balanced on this game, but you know, you want to trust what you see from your sharper players, the guys that you respect. They took the dog here, and we, we were noting that as we booked this game. Yeah, I, I I don't know if I can honestly trust either team here because you're, you're probably going to get the backup quarterback for NC State who didn't mm-hmm. complete a pass last week against the Knolls. And then Syracuse, I mean, look, the record has zero uh, in the loss column, but how they beat Purdue and how they beat Virginia, uh, I don't know. So, yeah, th- this is going to be a stay away for me. Uh, are there any other games out there, any other sides or something that, that may be like kind of raised an eyebrow as to uh, taking uh, some unusual action? Yeah, I think the the one really interesting game is Nebraska-Purdue. I mean, we see mm. really, really sharp guys on both sides of that game. I, mean, I think it, I think this game briefly was over two touchdowns. They took Nebraska. They took those points. We got as low as 12, and then we had players we respect laying 12, laying 13. We're back up to 13 and a half. I think we talked about this when I was on the show in the preseason. I'm always wrong about Nebraska. Uh, I, I just no matter like no matter what I do with Nebraska is just wrong, wrong, wrong. Uh, I kind of like them again on Saturday. So do with that, do with that information, whatever you guys want. It, it's funny you say that about Nebraska. So I sit here and, and I laugh when you say that because I think back to uh, the preseason. Chris Andrews, our buddy over at South Point, like when he was posting his power ratings in game of the year, like he was like, "Okay, it's time for my uh, my annual year, my, my annual tradition of overrating Oklahoma going into the uh, the college football <laughs> season." This was not a good year to overrate Oklahoma. No, I mean, I know, no, I mean everybody, no. people in in our line of work are wrong all the time. So I'm not making fun, but this was definitely the the bad year for that. Oklahoma. I can't believe how bad Oklahoma is. I, I I was actually right there with Chris Andrews. I thought Oklahoma was going to be much more competitive. I thought at the very least Venables would get that defense playing well. And you just could not, I could not have been more wrong about that team. All right. Before we let you go, uh, obviously the most popular thing is NFL. And mm-hmm. we got a doozy tonight. How do you go about oh, making yeah. line Commanders Bears? Well, you, this is a game where you just put up a pick them and then you just let the people bet it. And then, you know, and then maybe you make plans. You know, maybe this is a night where, you, you, do, you know, you, you take your wife out, you take your girlfriend out. You don't actually sit. I mean, I'm sorry, Bear. I know that you're going to be working this game. But this, I, I'm Steve. I think you know this. I'm from McLean, Virginia. I grew yep. up a red. I grew up. Uh, I went to Gonzaga High School in the district. I grew up a Redskins fan. We had season tickets for the Redskins. I can't possibly sit through this game. I mean, this is, this is ridiculous. I, I don't, all I can really hope for with the commanders is they bench, Car- bench Carson Wentz and let one of those other quarterbacks try. I mean, what, what is the point of going through the motions at this point? Yeah. So Steve kind of led, led you to the NFL and 
Um, your uh, your NFL picks are uh, are legendary. I know with Sam, <laughs> always give a pick. Yeah. V. used to give a pick. So uh, mm-hmm. I feel remorse mm-hmm. if we if we didn't ask you to to give us and your listeners your, uh, your NFL pick this week. Uh, I don't know. I mean, you should see the dartboard I have before I do that show with Sammy P. I just throw, a, uh, you know, every uh, every now and then uh, you get lucky on something. I think this could be a get right game for Green Bay, guys. I mean, mm. I think uh, I think Green Bay. I don't know how they managed to blow that game last Sunday in London. Cost, cost me a circus survivor uh, entry. That's for sure. Uh, did it? Yeah. No, I I probably would have used that. I used Green Bay against New England a couple weeks ago in that contest, or I might have been right there with you, but. I don't know how they managed to lose that game. And, and the New York Jets, uh, they are playing well, but they, they kind of stole that game against Pittsburgh. And then they got Miami last week. They got the third-string quarterback. So I don't think they're quite as good as their record is. Uh, I've seen some sharp people lay the seven at the Superbook. So I, I think Green Bay, possible get-right spot for the Packers here against your Jets, Bear. Very good. Uh, Green Bay with LaFleur, also 10-0 and straight up and 10-0 ATS after a loss. So uh, you are right in your thinking there, John. Uh, I appreciate you coming on and uh, everybody loves getting this information. So it's, a, it's, a, it's our thanks to you. And uh, thanks again. Oh, thank you guys. And from the boys here, give, uh, give your, our best to coach Corso. We're all thinking. We about certainly it. will. Yeah. We, I, I look forward to, uh, to seeing him again, uh, again, tomorrow from all, all reports are that, uh, that he will be back this week. So that's uh, awesome. That's awesome. Good news. Awesome. Thanks a lot, guys. Jimmy Kimmel Live personality, Cousin Sal Iacono, and his three childhood friends, lovingly known as the Degenerate Trifecta, break down the biggest gambling events of the week and their top picks for games. That's Against All Odds with Cousin Sal. Listen wherever you are listening to this podcast. Again, thanks to John. Awesome dude. Uh, If you're ever out there, Westgate is the place to be. Watching games, Super it's book, incredible. Superbook, it is. Super sorry, book. sorry. Terminology. Yeah, I, I have a T-shirt and everything. I should have known. <laughs> Get the terminology right. Just to recap, Bear, uh, our picks are on ESPN.com now, the chalk section, and we touched on the rank versus rank games there. And I have picks, I think, in all of them. Good I have Penn State plus the points. That's a Penn State. That's a producer. That's a producer's dream. Yeah, right. A <laughs> pick on all the big games of the week. Yep. Very simple. Uh, I have Penn State plus the points. I have Syracuse plus the points. I have Utah minus the points. And we both have TCU minus the points. Anything anything that you want to get to as to why you do like those games? Yeah, I, I, the TCU I like because I, I think if you look at Oklahoma State, you hit on the, the stuff about the plays and the, and the injuries. I went back and looked at all of the, uh, the 15 undefeated teams. And if you look at like, adjusted expected points on the offensive and defensive side of the ball. Like Oklahoma state doesn't rank in the top 10 in either category. Um, they've gotten some, some turnover, a little bit of turnover. Like Spencer Sanders has been good, but since they've gotten into big 12 play, he hasn't been as dynamic uh, as he was early in the year. Uh, it feels like, I mean, we, they, they don't have a ranking in the top 10 in either offensive or defensive uh, EPA amongst the 15 undefeated teams it just feels like I, I don't want to say they're they're not a legit team but but it, but it seems like if they continue playing like this and allowing the points that they are a loss is going to find them and I, and I think against TCU in this offense I think that's the situation and and I 
I laid the points with Alabama. Again, it's a lot of the reasons that that John went into. Uh, it's more of a if I lose backing Nick Saban and Bryce Young and Alabama against a team they have dominated over the last 15 years, okay, I, I, some bets you just have to make and be willing to lose. And that's just, Can Tennessee win the game? Sure. But uh, I'm really looking forward to seeing how this game goes. The start is so, so important. Absolutely. Couldn't agree more. Uh, I also have a pick of the battle between owls. It's Rice and Florida Atlantic. I'm going back to the well with Rice. I gave them out week one. They proceeded to give up 66 points and three pick sixes <laughs> against USC. But I like what they're, what they're looking like now. I, I thought they would be better to start the season. Obviously, turnovers against the top-ranked team is not going to help you in those instances. So I look at Rice, the points in South Florida, coming off a bye week and preceded that uh, with a win over a good UAB team. Uh, I like Rice this week in uh, the Battle of the Owls. Yeah, the, 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 the winner plays Temple, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, there, there was one other game that I, that I did that I did right up in the column and I like. And it was uh, South Florida uh, getting 12 against Tulane. I've had Tulane multiple times this year, and the Green Wave have been very good to me, cashing tickets in every single instance that I have bet on them. But 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 I think this is kind of a an interesting spot. I mean, South Florida, the, the, the record is uh, what what the record is one in five now, and it looks like I'm on my way to hitting that under four and a half season win total with them. Mm. But they did play Florida and Cincinnati tough. Now you're you're home against the Tulane team, which might be looking a little bit ahead as they've got a bigger game with Memphis next week. Uh, at home, uh, I think the Tulane defense, obviously, uh, best unit on the field, and I think they'll get ultimately enough stops to win the game. Not enough, I want to lay 12 here. So Tulane was a team uh, that, that I, I look to, uh, to, to fade against the number this year. And I thought about, I thought about East Carolina as well, the team that Tulane beat last week. I think they're laying five to Memphis, who absolutely blew that game last mm. week on Friday night mm. against Houston. I thought that might, a, uh, that might be a that might be a side to uh, to look at as well. Yeah, it's we you know we touched on the Clemson Florida State. I, I just can't get there with Florida State. I understand where people are saying, and you know I've had people point out this is this is this is Clemson's biggest test to date because it, it's a, it's, they won't have as many fans in the stadium as they did at Wake Forest and at Boston college. I understand all that, uh, but it's, it's too much um, unknown for me still uh, what they looked like in the second half where a game where they had to lead and the other team doesn't have their quarterback and they still can't come through. They don't execute down the stretch and throw a pick in the end zone at the end of that game. So I, I, I get it. But it stinks and it it scared scared the heck out of me. So I'm not touching that game. One other game I thought was interesting, and it it deals. I mean, you guys are gonna have a field day with with Thamel uh, updating quarterback injuries. But Minnesota's <laughs> Minnesota's at Illinois, and Illinois is right on the cusp of of cashing our our over four and a half. Or no, yeah. they already did. No, they're four they and one, did, right? right? Oh it's no, they're five. And, oh, we got there. What do they do from here on out? Uh, I don't think DeVito's going to play uh, the way I don't it think sounds. So from what I've heard, yeah. And on the other I side, think, I, I, I've heard Williams might not play either. Mm, that right. that would be that would be something. So 
I look at Minnesota and going back and watching that Purdue loss, they didn't have Ibrahim and they you know, they moved the ball, you know, missed field goal, choosing to go for field goals, picking the red zone. You know, that that's the stuff that happens when, when you're going to lose the game, as, especially as a favorite. So I, I like Minnesota in this spot. I just don't want to give six and a half points uh, in yeah. a game that's going to be super, super low scoring. That, uh, that's what, what I, that's what I was going to say. I, I don't. I couldn't play a side, but but how's Illinois going to score with Sikowski at quarterback? Yeah, I, I, I agree. That's, that, that's a that's a problem. So I, I'd look I'd look under. I'd look Illinois team total under as well here. Like yeah, I, I couldn't get involved in the side. How many people are going to tease Minnesota in the under? Same game teaser, <laughs> exactly six point tease. But by the way, you so did you put your uh, did you put your Irish in the column this week? I did not, I did not, and I went. I actually watched uh, watched it back last night. Uh, the Notre Dame game against BYU. I, BYU has been a, a big disappointment to me mm-hmm. this year. They really have. I, I I thought they could go, and then I. I realized, you know, the team speed and in this in the position they were in in that spot in Eugene was a tough one. And when they come back, they face a different quarterback with Utah State. That you know, people with their look ahead spot things can say that was a look ahead spot, but I they didn't look good against Notre Dame. And I'm not taking anything away from Notre Dame, but I will say this: as good as Michael Mayer is, I think he was 12 targets, 11 catches, two touchdowns last week, just phenomenal. I still can't trust Drew Pine. I know it's Stanford's defense. I th- I think Notre Dame's going to maul Stanford up front. So that's why I was thinking maybe an under because I don't think Stanford's going to score much. I just didn't want to lay 17 in a, in a low-scoring game. Now, I could still wake up Saturday and have a feeling and and, and lay double-digit points. But, I mean, you've, you've always been on that one with Notre Dame in these kind of sleepwalk games against lesser mm-hmm. competition laying double digits. So, uh, but I, I just – I look at Drew Pine, I just can't. Can't pull the trigger. Uh, and I, I, it's funny, you know, Notre Dame scored some points and uh, everybody's quieted down about their offense coordinator. It's amazing when you give the guy a couple of weeks to try and assess things after they have all these injuries. Yeah. I know. What he, do you he, know? He, yeah. He actually gets a, like a f- couple of, couple of full weeks of practices with yeah. the ones and actually gets to develop a little bit of rapport with some people. Like it's amazing how like you get better, right? I mean, good God, Notre Dame people root for your team, root for your team, everything. Everything is in still. Um, I'm just trying to think, Bear. We touched, I touched on everything in yeah. those games I wanted to. Uh, the SC game, I will say, that's why I leaned UCLA last week because this defense, I like the matchup for Utah this week way better than I did last week because of UCLA's creativeness and physicality up front in the run game. Utah matches up better because they have a better secondary against those SC receivers and they're at home. And that crowd will be a factor. And I said it on Daily Wager the other day. This is SC's third road game, but it's really their second because when you have a road game in Palo Alto, you count that as a home game. The library-like atmosphere of Stanford Stadium. <laughs> um, yeah, so running down, is Texas too get, given too many points? Yeah, I were I wonder about them this week because they got the game in Stillwater next week. Yeah, but I, I I I can't bet Iowa State. I mean, you can't you can't bet that team. They, they, the quarterback play is terrible. They can't score points. I, like it, it's just a it's it's a disease in the state. A good offense is a disease in the state of Iowa, 
at the uh, at the FBS level. So I, I don't know how you can back Iowa State. They're defensively they're good, but yeah. I don't know how they score. But I don't know if I would jump towards Texas just because uh, of the game next week. I I, I heard a, a a stat like it's, which is pretty um, telling. And I think it was it was Paul Stone the other day on a with 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 Mitch and Pauly who brought it up and I'm, I'm kind of mad I didn't come up with it on my own like if you look at Texas's play their their points per drive and, and like yards per play with Ewers at quarterback and compare it to what Ohio State is on the season like it's better than Ohio State season average so again I know it's a smaller sample mm. and I know the opponents haven't necessarily been great but with him at the at quarterback they're a much different team offensively no doubt. Interesting game in Mississippi State, Kentucky. Mm, yeah, I haven't heard anything about Levis. It so sounds that, like that, he's going to play, but I don't know how effective he's going to be. And and when I think about Kentucky, right, we've talked about Kentucky ad nauseum the past couple of years with Stoops. We're huge fans of what yep. they built there, but they can't rely on their offensive line for the first time, and I don't know how long. And that game goes 7 nothing last week, South Carolina – I fired live on South Carolina right away because it just Kentucky needed a perfect game in that instance. No turnovers, huh, definitely not a block punt. Uh, so I Kentucky's in a tough spot here, man, because I think they go to Knoxville next week and Mississippi State is playing as good a ball. Bama. And they have Bama. Yep. So I'm sure people will be in a look ahead spot there, but I, I can't take Kentucky uh, in that instance, knowing how bad they looked. And I know. I know I got to forget it, but that the capability uh, sounds like a receiver is going to be out too, uh, with a wrist hand issue. Issue. What would I have to give you to take Auburn plus the points? Oh, oh, oh. not been oh. good. Do you still believe it? Are you a believer in Ole Miss? Can I, can I, if they were a stock, I would be holding them. I'm, I'm willing potentially to take a loss later in the year uh, to uh, as a okay as a, in case they do actually cut. I'm I'm more towards the non-believer, I guess I would say. But but I, I certainly think that, look they've won every game. They probably they very easily could have lost to Kentucky. I'm not I'm not fully there. I'll put it to you that way. I'm with you, but in the same instance, I'm not trying to take anything away from them. They've won every game they've played. Right, you exactly. Know? That, that's why you, you feel you, you feel bad, kind of like poo and the fact that they're 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 undefeated and, he, and here they are, and they're a big favorite over Auburn. They got Bama still coming up. So yeah, I'm. Because I'll, I'll tell you right now, if the Egg Bowl was tomorrow, I'm taking Mississippi State. That yes. that that's where I'm 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 there there. Uh, so. Arkansas BYU. This line's now even. Uh, pick them. That would tell me that Jefferson's going to play, which is monstrous uh, because they we saw what they looked last week without him. He 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 does everything for that offense. That'll be an interesting game. Uh, but I I like Arkansas if if Jefferson's going to play for sure. Who do you like in the enchantment bowl? With the con- I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if I've just made that up or if it actually is. Like the, the, the land of enchantment, New Mexico, New Mexico oh. versus New Mexico State. New Mexico. Lane, lane six and a half in Las Cruces? Mm. Mm, I don't know. You yes. find some sevens too. No. 
I'll, I'll take land. Oh man, that's that's scary <laughs> when I really look at it, giving points with that team. But yeah, I'll, I would take the Lobos in that game. I also thought about North Carolina, but I I can't I can't with that defense, and the run game looks worse, and that tells me the offensive line is getting worse, and now more is going to be put on Drake May's shoulders. Uh, so that's seven against Duke, who's come back to earth very quickly. Yeah. Yep, it's a it's a stay away from me. I will say, going back, I was going back and watching some some ACC quarterbacks because that was the talk right before the season. Mm-hmm. Who's you know all these quarterbacks NFL caliber? I think there's like three. I think Drake May's playing over what I expected. Sam Hartman's doing what I expected, and Schrader's playing what I expected. Everybody else is not. You with me on that? Oh, Clemson fans are going to be mad at you for saying that. Come on, I'll, great! I'll I'll show you the clips of wide open throws <laughs> still being missed, whether it's overthrows or anything. Uh, he's been better, but it's not it's not what you need to be a playoff team. I'll just say that. All right. Historic week, man. I mean, it's it's going to be great. Historic we week, second time ever. Three three matchups of five and zero, oh, five and zero yeah. better the same day. Um, you've got CFP era sixteen times. You've had a regular season matchup between five and zero oh or better. Home teams have won fifteen of them. Uh, the LSU win at Bama in two thousand nineteen was the only road team to win. So, typically these games have gone in favor of the home team. So we'll see. Uh, We'll see if that continues in these big, in these big undefeated showdowns. And LSU, Florida is a non-talked-about game. Crazy, <laughs> crazy to think. Both that's teams a, that's have, a make or break for season both win teams totals. Have major issues yep. on offense right now. Yeah, that's a that's a game breaker for win totals because I think the winner gets the six. Uh, I think there were some sixes out there with LSU. I, I, here's what I said: the winner has a possibility to get to seven. The loser does not. I don't see it. So take that for what it's worth. Big Mike, happy recap. All right, Big Mike, happy recap. I am on Penn State plus the points. Syracuse minus the points. Rice plus the points. Utah minus the points. TCU minus the points. Bear you. Someone, I forget who it was yesterday or the day before was talking to me. And they wanted it like like oh and how you have how you have like like Big Mike sponsor the the recap. I go, I started laughing. I was like, Big Mike is like Stanford Steve's uncle. Like like, like he was just he talking is. about how like you need to recap your picks at the end of the at the end of the pod. That's why we dub it the Big Mike Happy Recap. I mean, right. if, if Big Mike if Big Mike wants to pay us some money to to keep promoting him every week, I mean, we'll we'll we'll, we'll, we'll take that. But I, I, I was laughing at people actually. Someone actually people actually thought that uh. Uh, big, big Mike was actually a uh, like a company or someone who was sponsoring the podcast. So I, I got a I got a kick out of that. But uh, yeah, I'm on Alabama minus the seven and a half. I'm on TCU minus the four against Oklahoma State. I'm on South Florida plus the twelve against Tulane. Uh, thinking about East Carolina, probably <laughs> look at a uh, an Illinois team total under when those get posted as well. Very good. That'll do it. Barry been incredible this year. We got a little bit of heater going the last couple of weeks. Nine, two, and one. What are you at? Perfect. Twenty-two and nine. Twenty, uh, 20 uh, twenty-two and nine. Twenty-two and nine. Yeah, first zero and three week on the freaking board last week. I'm so I'm so uh, mad at myself because I had 
I had Notre Dame out there against BYU. And then I was like, oh, closing line value with Virginia. Let me take Virginia. And yeah, that that, that worked out, right? You take your you take your CLV and put it in Sharapan CLV dumpster and light it on fire. Always go with your first impression. Very good. All right, my man. Travel safe. We'll talk soon. Take us away. Less you bet, the more you lose when you win. You can listen to follow the Stanford Steve and the Bear podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. Plus, don't miss more from Stanford Steve on ESPN Sports Center with Scott Van Pelt. And check out the Bear on College Game Day on ESPN.